Ashley from Our Splendid Life. Hi, it's Laura from Millennial Stepmom. And we are so excited to welcome you to Combo Moms, a podcast for blended families. Each week, we'll be sharing tools and resources for your step family, along with stories and experiences from viewers like you. Hey guys, welcome back to Combo Moms. We took two weeks off, if you haven't noticed. Yes. And to be honest, we missed it feels you. like we took, yeah, <laughs> and it feels like we took off a year. Seriously. Because does anyone else feel like the month of March was a year and not a month? It never that's ended. That's how I feel. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Ashley and I uh, really were actually on the same page with this. We yeah. felt overwhelmed, uh, out of control of a lot of things yeah. and needed to take a break. So both of us actually took social media breaks for yeah. at least a week. I know I did. And you did too, Ashley. Yeah. Um, and so now we're feeling a little bit recharged, but it's just been so crazy, you guys, with this whole COVID-19 uh, and our all of our lives are just being flipped upside down, right, Ashley? Oh, for sure. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I have almost been like out of my body, like nothing feels safe. I just feel like I am like in fight or flight mode. And so I just took a week and it was, I think it was longer than a week, but I just kind of had to shift my energy and really get things back into alignment because, and even now it doesn't feel normal. Like I'm not going to even pretend like it feels anything close to like familiar at all, but I feel like a little bit more grounded and um, trying to get some kind of structure in this um, situation. And, you know, because it's been really overwhelming and I think anyone can speak to that right now because like kids are home and they are driving me nuts right now. I don't know about you, like, um, cause you just dropped it's okay. your steps. It's on okay off, to right? say it. Right. Yes. So it's funny. So I have been feeling so overwhelmed. I think it's been a mixture of the fact that this whole thing is out of my control. I have so much work to do, right. but I'm working remotely out of home. Yeah. Brian's working from home and my stepson is now has a full work schedule. So it homework. Schedule. It is so insane. it went from, yeah. So it went from a couple assignments here and there to, we're not going to go back for, we don't know how long. So we're just going to send you the whole entire curriculum oh my gosh. from home. Right. So there's so much math, science, English, and it's by subject and he has to do it all day. And then top that with he's bored. Right. Um, he's been on his iPad and watching TV most of the time that he's been here because we're working. I know. So yeah. Yeah. And and um he went back to his mom's yesterday. And I honestly feel so bad, but I feel <laughs> and I talked about this online. I felt yeah. relieved that he went back and not because I don't love him or oh, that I don't want right. him to be here, but because I feel like I wasn't able to entertain him anymore this week. I feel like I could no. not make him happy. He's bored. He's 11 years old and who can blame him? I seriously Uh, wish that I had someone to co-parent my other kids with right now. Like I'm like, can somebody, (laughs) can we switch every other weekend? Like it is so hard being around your kids 24 seven. Like, and so what's happening with our school district right now is we don't have any packets. We don't have any curriculum. Like my kids have nothing yet. So they're not going to get anything until the middle of April. And then they're expected, I think they're recommending 10 hours a day. And I'm like, 
whoa, wow. hold up. That's so Like, that's much. a lot. And already I'm like, that's not going to work for me. Like, we're going to have to figure out a way to, like, break that up a little bit. But right now, I, I'm telling you, I went through Disney Plus with my kids today. And they were like, watched it, watched it, seen it, seen it, watched it. <laughs> like, they've seen it right. all. And I'm like, at what point do we have, like, no more shows to watch? This is pathetic. And I feel like such a bad mom but at the same time I am in survival mode like Mm -hmm. so I do have this mom guilt but at the same time I'm just like I can't even like I know the other day I just told Matt I'm exhausted but I can't get out of bed like I can't sleep but I'm tired like so I'm having all of these like physical symptoms of like stress overload that I just don't know how to cope with and I think just being completely transparent like I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what that looks like. And so, you know, obviously having the kids, it's like, you have to just get up and get out of bed and, you know, put your sweatpants back on. I'm like, you know, and just do the best you can and make them breakfast and try to find a way to navigate this because like, it's nothing we've ever experienced before. And so there's no standard for like, what does this look like? Right. There, there's no guide for this of any kind. Right. I mean, we've literally in our lifetimes have never witnessed something like this, never been a part of anything like right. this. And it's completely out of our control. We feel helpless. Yeah. We feel trapped sometimes. Oh, yeah. um, we, we have been going for walks. We've been going to parks and, and hiking yeah. a little bit here and there. Um, but each week has gotten kind of more restricting in that, right. you know, the, the CDC and the, uh, the governor of our state right. has been implementing new guidelines almost it's I, crazy. I want to say weekly, yeah. but it's almost been daily, um, to the point now where you go, I, we went out tonight, um, just to pick up a couple of things we needed and the stores all close at 6 PM. That's insane. I mean, the grocery store is closing at 6 yeah. PM here. Um, I think most of you know, but I, I'm in the Boston, Massachusetts area. We have a little over 7,000 cases over here. Crazy. Um, so it's, it's definitely right. And, and aside from all that craziness, it's like, how do you explain this to your kids? Right. Yeah. So I'm always a big believer in being transparent. And so I've been, you know, reassuring my stepson that everything's going to be okay, but I'm not going to lie to him either. So, um, I'm explaining to him yeah. why it's important for us to be social distancing, why it's important for us to not yeah. be in contact with people. Um, and I, and I think he really is getting it, but he is frustrated at the same time yeah. because he's bored. Yeah. He doesn't have anything to do. He can't see his friends. I mean, they can, they've been jumping on calls on zoom oh, that's um, cute. and Facebook kids, but there's only so much that, children can do that and be entertained because as we know oh my gosh they're not going to want to just sit there and talk to their friends they want to hang out with their friends so So Carter and Claire um, I actually feel like they're a little bit lucky in the sense that they're close enough in age that they do things together so like they'll go jump on the trampoline together or they'll color on the sidewalk chalk together like so they do entertain themselves somewhat but then they also like 
it's like they make a bigger mess. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like, there's only, there's only one of me and there's two of them plus the baby. And I'm just like, okay, I, there's no way I'm going to keep this house clean. Like, it's just not physically possible. Right. And I'm going to be honest, like right. I am sitting in the Chick-fil-A parking lot right now, recording this episode because <laughs> my house is so loud right now. It is. Nellie was crying. Matt got home from work and I was like, here's the baby. Here are the kids. I just burned dinner. Like, I am so sorry. Oh like, I will see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and I just drove to Chick-fil-A because I'm like, there's, you know, there's not really very many other options right now. So there's no other options. Exactly. Like that's it. I know. <laughs> and so I was going to say this though, because like for anyone who has kids that if you feel like they're stuck in the house, which everyone is right now, and it actually, I'm not kidding you. It snowed today. We had an earthquake yesterday. Like Idaho, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I've I've never lived through an earthquake before. I've never experienced snow in April. Like I just, it, it's blowing my mind. Um, but one of the things that my kids who are super high energy, um, one of the things that helps for them, um, if anyone else is kind of in the same situation is instead of telling them to keep their energy in, like sit still, watch a movie, try to keep that energy in. It's to let them get their energy out. So like the other night I had them do, 50 jumping jacks and burpees and like run around the house so that like all of that pent up energy has to go somewhere. And especially with your kids that if you, the more you tell them to sit still, the more they're just going to feel like they're like, they need to just get it out. Right. And so if you can find any way for them to like physically move their body, like that's going to help them so so much. much. Yeah. So true. That's why I, I mean, even my stepson who's 11, I took, we've been doing hikes, but, um, he actually came on like a a run. We did a run walk because he doesn't like to run. And to be honest, I don't either, (laughs) but I can't go to spin class anymore. My favorite thing. So, uh, we did a run walk. Uh, I had him, I've been using the sweat app to do, um, weight training and just different exercises. So I had him do a run through of that with me, which were like planks and burpees and, and lunges. And they love it. Um, and it's helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's funny. It's harder with an 11-year-old. For sure. Because 11-year-olds are like, <laughs> okay, I'm bored I now. Know. But, when he was, but when he was three and had so much energy, we act, I actually used to take him for a run right. around our uh, development because he just had – and this would be after I'd pick him up from yeah. daycare. We would ru- I would go for a run. He'd run for like a mile and – be almost beating yeah me at the, so they just have exactly, to get it out like younger children <laughs> right with younger children you have to and it's so hard especially now more than ever depending on which state you're in like how you're restricted you are um I know most states you are allowed to go outside and kind of walk around right. if you're in a city setting in an apartment that's a lot harder but um I think if if that is where you are, maybe you get out the exercise right. on demand or app, free apps even and just so hard. Uh, utilize some of those classes that are free. Um, that's what we've been doing. Yeah, too. for sure. So the other thing too, kind of switching a little bit here is a lot of you have been talking about uh, co-parenting and parallel parenting and the challenges. Yeah. With this whole coronavirus thing and how to continue on with your parenting schedule. We've got to talk about it. So, Ashley. Yeah. yeah. Ashley, did you want to talk about your situation first yeah. and kind of fill everybody in about For sure. Yeah, about so, you? this all kind of happened while Ellie Cade was with me on spring break. And so, part of me... Right. 
was like, I just want to keep her, you know, like I want to, I want to keep her here. Idaho is safe. And we had some drama with her stepmom actually texting her and saying that she would be safer with them. And that brought up a lot of questions and a lot of insecurities with her because I think um, we, the worst comes out of us when we're in a situation like this, because we feel like we have to defend ourselves. And so Right. It was like her stepmom, I could see how she was afraid that she would get stuck in Idaho or travel, you know, travel wouldn't be available in a couple of weeks. And so I just felt like bringing my daughter into it was not the right way to go. And so just speaking from that experience right. and sharing with you, because like it made Ellie Cade feel not safe at our house, which isn't true. It's like I wanted her to feel safe and secure no matter where she is. And so Um, I tried to, you know, like reinforce that and also explain to her, like when I was putting her on the plane, I'm not kidding you, you guys, like I try to keep, you know, I try to keep positive and stay really happy when I'm with her. But as soon as she walked down that, you know, like you can like watch her, I like watched her walk down the, you know, whatever that like down the gate or whatever to the airplane. And I bald. I totally lost it because there's no guarantee that she's not going to get this on the plane and that she's not going to be exposed to it. And all I wanted to do was to just keep her, but also knowing that like, this is so uncertain that what happens if we can't travel in a month? What happens if we're totally stuck and borders are closed between States or, you know, like what would have happened if we kept her, but then her school started again and ours didn't, you know, there were so many unknowns that, to me, the best choice was to put her on the plane and know that at least she would be able to be somewhere safe for the long term if if need be. So, yes, I'm sacrificing visitation. Right. Yes, I'm sacrificing. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get her right away in the summer. I don't know what the next time I'm going to see my daughter. And, like, you don't understand, like, that gives me so much anxiety and it makes me so upset to think about. But at the same time, I have to know that, like, her safety is more important than me getting that visit guaranteed visitation right now. But also like, I don't know. And and speaking to maybe the parents that um, are doing long distance or that are really struggling right now, maybe it's not long distance. I've actually had a lot of messages come through that um, the other parent is like withholding their kids. And that has actually happened to me before as well. And it was um, not during coronavirus. Um, and so we had to, right. it was a different situation. So I don't necessarily want to like speak to the details of that because we had to file a police report and have an emergency hearing. And it was, anyway, it was, it was in- insane. And it, I still have PTSD over it. So it's really hard for me to talk mm-hmm. about, but I wanted to just like share that you're not alone in feeling the stress of this and you're not alone in feeling like you don't know what comes next and what happens when you don't get your next visitation, like that one that you're looking forward to and you're so excited to see your kid again. And that doesn't happen. Like, what does that mean? And I just want to say like, it's not forever. Like this is not going to last forever. And I had to remind myself that like when I lost, like when my little girl, when they withheld her from our visitation, like I did everything in my power to get her back. But I also didn't know what, when I was going to ever see her again. I didn't know, like they wouldn't let me talk to her on the phone. And it was this really scary thing. And I just want to let you know, like I was reunited with her. Like it's, there's a happy ending. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's like comforting in a time like this, but I just wanted to share because if there was anything that I could have said to myself back then, it would be that 
you're going to see her again. You're going to hug her again. It's going to be normal again. And you're going to, it's going to be amazing when, you know, when everything is said and done. And I think that that's the one thing that we have to really focus on at least right now, because we don't know when we don't know how we don't know the details. And like a lot of, a lot of things are changing obviously. And so, you know, the one thing to really focus on is that like things are going to be better and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. You just have to, I like, I had to really like rely heavily on just having faith that it was all going to work out. So, right. You have to have yeah. faith and, and, and honestly, you have to dig right. deep down for that power of positivity as cliches as it, as it sounds. Um, you know, we, we've all had, especially in the last couple of weeks, those panicky yeah. feelings, um, feelings of overwhelm. You, um, just being overwhelmed, lack of control. And I know, at least for me, the things that have helped me are just simple yeah. things like getting dressed. Right. <laughs> I talked yeah. about this today, doing my hair, doing my makeup and dressing like I have somewhere to go. So I've been doing that every right. weekend, um, usually on Friday nights and Saturday and just pretending like I have somewhere to go, but it actually it, makes it me feel helps. so it much really better. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. To just get dressed up. Um, I've been having all of us in the house kind of get dressed and every day not sit in our pajamas as much. That. I mean, a couple of days we'll do it yeah. here and there, but um, and then just doing workout classes online, right. going for a walk. I mean, I've really just been forcing myself more than ever to focus on moving my body. Yeah. Um, as Rachel Hollis always, yeah. always talked about her, but well, um, you have to focus yeah, on the things that you can do so right now because it's, it's so true. hard. And because even now, I mean, there's so much insurity, uh, you know, uncertainty and with, just this lack of control that we all feel that we have um, is just so hard yeah. right now. So the things that we can focus on in the moment that make us feel right. better can help tremendously. Um, and, you know, going back to, so speaking on the parallel parenting, right. co-parenting. So we do co-parenting, um, but we are basically at the mercy of whatever is happening at my, at my right. son's mom's house in terms of are they social distancing are they yeah. staying on top of everything are they following all the protocols and from everything they tell us they are um and we are pretty much on the same page but we're still putting ourselves at risk by going right going back and forth exactly and this has been something so hard um to just come to terms with and we've pretty much decided for the for now we're doing a seven day on and yeah. off. Um, and I kind of feel better about that in that if somebody gets sick, we can then address it. You before, have to, you know, yeah. he goes back, you have to. And, and look, is that the best option right now? I don't know the answer to it. It's the option that's working right. for us. I feel like everybody's different and you have to take it with what works for you. So um, a, a few people this week, I know, um, a few of you had messaged me explaining to me that either you have an autoimmune right. issue, somebody in your family has asthma, there's some um, condition that has been, you know, told to be um, a problem right. with this right. virus. Compromised. Right? Yeah. So, so it's kind of a, the, the approach that I'm suggesting is the fight or flight mode, the survival right. mode, because and I normally would never say that in any other circumstance that I could think of. Um, but this is 
unprecedented times. This is totally different than any normal situation. So if you have an autoimmune issue, if your child does and your stepkids parent is not following the guidelines and, you know, going off with the neighbors and, Mm -hmm. and having parties and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, then you may have to put your foot down and say, I think, you know, so-and-so should, my stepkids should stay with, they should stay with right. you guys for now yeah. because we, we just don't agree. Um, we feel that we need to follow the guidelines. You guys don't. And that might be harsh and it's so hard. And I'm not, I don't want you to think that I'm taking this lightly. Um, but this is a life and death situation right. for a lot of people. And we need to all be treating it as such. And it sucks when the other person is not willing to compromise or not willing to um, address things, you know, in the same severity that we are. Um, I think extreme measures do have to be taken. Uh, I did, I actually shared on my Facebook page. um, This was about a week or two ago. uh, This, this great blog post, um, which included an interview from a lawyer who had suggested that if somebody was being really unreasonable in terms of insisting that, their child right. stay with them or not yeah. stay with them that after this was all over you can maybe figure out a way to make up the time so if let's say my stepson ended up staying with his yeah. mom because we had a, an order that no one could leave then we would then make up the time after this I was think, over and the order yeah. lifted so I agree with yeah. that but I also think that like you kind of have to just let go of your expectations too like Right. At the same, you know what I mean? Like just trying to say that, oh, well, I deserve this time or I deserve this to be paid back to me. Like, I feel like you kind of have to just roll with it and see how things go because a situation like this brings out the best and the worst in people. So you are going to have people that like, it's crazy. I was talking to my friend and she was like, my ex was totally fine with it. Like he doesn't get her for spring break and he was really nice. And I was like, isn't that funny that you expected him to like be upset about it? But really he was like, no, it's fine. Like I totally get it. And it's just one of those things that like it can go either way. And if you're, if you're in the situation where you're dealing with someone who is, you know, even more high conflict than normal and someone who's really pushing back with like your boundaries. Like I say that, like, I, obviously we, we don't take this lightly, but like at the same time, like it's almost even more important now than ever for you to be really clear on what those expectations are and allow right. yourself to be the one that like the, there are givers and takers in every relationship. And this might be one of those times that you have to surrender. And like, maybe you're the one that's like, you know what, white flag, like I'm going to give up because this is what's best for my kids. And I can't continue to put them in harm's way. Like I, that was the situation that I felt like I was in, you know, it was like, I could fight, like I could fight with them and I could not put her on the plane and I could keep her and I could, you know, justify all of the reasons why this is the best thing for her. But realistically, I'm going to be the one that's like, no, you know, like I'm going to send her back. I'm going to let her be, you know, like where she's in her school district and where she can, you know, if she needs to get a laptop from her, you know, or I don't know, like from her school, if they needed to pick up a laptop or anything that's, I don't know. I think any sort of normal that you can provide for your kids is, and she's not, it not normally at our house. And so her staying with us would have felt really out of, you know, out of, out out of the the ordinary. ordinary. And so not only Mm -hmm. that, but like, I feel like anything you can do to keep your kids out of it. Like I didn't want her to feel like 
she had to choose where she was going to be forever. And it was like, no, your flight was scheduled to go back. So you're going to go back. And yeah, things are going to change and things are going to be different. But like the best thing that we can do, and that doesn't mean that I don't love you. That doesn't mean that I don't want her to be here. Like you have to say, you know what, if I'm the one sacrificing time with my kid, like maybe I get it back and maybe I fight for it back. But also maybe I just say, you know what, who could have ever thought? Who could have ever predicted this happening? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm going to, you know, FaceTime my kids and I'm going to journal about this so that when, you know, 10 years down the road, when they're adults and they look back at this time, they know that you did what was best for them with no, um, no selfishness. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I think right. that you just so want to defend and yourself you know and you just want, yeah. you're like, no, that's my time. That's it's my so kid. True. But really, you know. Right. And you know what? And I love that idea. Actually, it's that's actually genius, actually (laughs) journaling about the experience Uh, and then sharing it, but sharing it with your kids, maybe down the line. Um, Also, you know, and, and, you know, maybe making up the time doesn't work. So another idea would be, what if you all wrote down one thing that you really want to do together after this is all over and maybe it's take a trip together and celebrate the fact that it's over, you know, or, um, yeah, there's different ways that you can. So when I say make up the time, even if not even necessarily make up like literally the time, but find ways to get creative with making up the time. Um, now with our situation, it's funny. So we're, so I'm almost like the opposite in, um, in the way that we kind of have been, thinking about dealing with this, um, when it comes to the kids and for no other reason than this is just how it's been working off with Mm -hmm. working with us. Um, so basically my stepson's mom, she had, she had voiced to my husband that if we were into a mandatory, we were to go into a mandatory shelter in place lockdown, meaning you can't leave the house at all. Um, she had expressed the desire to want to have okay. my stepson and which it would be indefinite which is crazy yeah how long right that would be right so um brian's reaction to her was well no like that's we can't agree to right. I'm not agree to that and so at first i like thought about i'm like why are we even talking about this like this hasn't even come up yet yeah. i got frustrated right and then i thought about it and i just kind of like was processing it i'm like you know what let me times are crazy like I just Mm -hmm. want to think about this for a minute and how I actually feel right so I then was thinking like and this is how I always am when in doubt I think about my stepson and how I would feel in his situation because I was his age as a child before so I thought to myself two things one okay at 11 I think I'd be I'd want to make the choice myself, right? So without putting pressure on him, we decided that if it came to that, now it hasn't come to that, but if it does, that we would be okay with her um, having him as long as he's okay with that that as well. Yes. So without putting pressure on him at all, because we wouldn't be mad at him for choosing his, his mom's house and we would explain it to him we're not going to be mad at you if you choose to stay with mom for this period, but you know, we want you to be comfortable with where you're staying. So you decide and and it's okay. No one's going to be mad at you or upset. Like we will figure out something fun and great to do when this is all over to make up the missed time. Um, So that's the, that's basically what we decided. 
And then I took the approach of, let me just think, like, if I was the mom in this situation and I couldn't see my child for this amount of time, what would I, you know, I was trying to basically, when I, when I say that, I mean, I'm trying to think of it through her eyes. I love that. In a way. Um, But either way, it's so hard. I mean, to agree to that is also such a hard thing to say. Yeah. If one parent says that they want to take them, that is so hard. But again, this is such a crazy time. And I feel like at the end of the day, no decision is a bad one because we are all just trying to survive and to make it to the next day right now and to not have to get this horrible virus um, and to keep our families safe. So don't feel guilty if you end up making a different decision or, you know, as long as you have your child's best interest at heart, that's what I always say. Then Well, and I also have to like share, like you have to think about what do you want them to remember about this time? Like, this is something that like, as adults, they are going to be telling their grandkids about living through this. And do you want them to remember like, you yelling and being stressed out and fighting with the other parent or do you want them to just remember like feeling safe and secure and like you have to narrate that like dialogue like that's up to you to control what your kid how they perceive this situation and so um I love that you're giving him the choice I think the kids who are younger you have to plan for that like plan for something else like but do it in a way that's intentional and understand that like Right. The plan, you have to be flexible. Like, is this something that you can adjust based on the needs of, you know, your family based on what happens in the, you know, in the world? We don't know. But like, is this a long term solution? Is it a short term solution? Like, how are we making this decision? And really, instead of reacting and just going to like, you know, this automatic you know, I feel defensive. And so I'm just going to be really difficult. Or can you take a step back? And like, I love the fact that you can communicate via text or writing, like really helps me to take my emotions out of it. So if I'm talking to someone on the phone, I am really involved and I feel like I say things without really thinking them through. And so if you can really write down and um, almost have like, I don't know if this makes sense, but almost have like a priority uh, list for what you need to discuss and maybe even just send them like, this is what we need to talk about. I wanted to give you a heads up so that you can be thinking of ideas as well. Like these are the issues that are going to come up or if they do come up, maybe we need to talk about these certain things and give them like, just send them an email or a text so that they have it in writing the issues that you're struggling with. And then at that point, go through each each individual issue and give suggestions and do all of this literally in writing so that it feels more like a business conversation and not like you're arguing because of, you know, old wounds. Like this is really something that like your past can be like when you're triggered, it's going to trigger all of these things that happen for you and in your relationship and all of the backstory that, you know, you're trying to just like, you have to kind of keep your head down and not think about all of these other things. And that's a hard thing to do because everyone is emotional right now. Like everyone is stressed out. Like even, you know, like, are you stressed out at work? Like, is that something else? Like maybe all of these other external things are going to like, it just makes it so much like a thousand times more heightened in your step family. So anything that you can do to take the emotion out of it and make a logical, critical decision for your family and have a plan for that, 
that can also be adjusted and flexible. I think that that's probably like, I don't know, the one thing that you have to really focus on right now. And especially and yeah, ground yourself, whether you're right? co-parenting or yeah. parallel parenting, like whatever your situation looks like, long distance, short, you know, where you're going back and forth quite a bit, like no matter what, this is changing for everyone. And it's not something that, yeah, I mean, no one can plan for it, but you can do the best that you can. So just focus right. on those things. And then the other, and, and the other thing too, um, with, with that, which all, all good things for sure. Um, when it comes to making these decisions and let's say that you can't come up with an agreement and you end up, you know, just continuing the schedule as usual, um, right. with the back and forth. And one person is being a lot more laxed about the situation than the other. Um, this isn't, this is again, putting myself in your position. You can only do the best you can, right? So if, if you are in that position where you're going to continue custody moving forward, even though the other person is, is, um, is going out and about and, and disregarding, um, everything the CDC and the news is saying, um, then take precaution around yes. your house, you know, keep up with the cleanliness of everything of, of, um, you know, not social distancing, but, but maybe make sure everyone's washing your their hands inside your house and cleaning the surfaces and just small things like that to maintain hygiene and cleanliness yeah. um, that you probably ordinarily do. Maybe not, maybe bring it up right. just to prevent anything that could potentially spread And I think we can house, all agree on uh, that as well. <laughs> right, so. exactly. I mean, we've been, so to be perfectly honest, I have been pretty much since they told us at my office, we're all going to be right. working remotely company-wide and you're going to be home for an indefinite amount of time. Um, I basically took that day forward to be, okay, this was serious before, but now it for just sure. went up a notch of a whole other notch of seriousness. So we are going to be hand washing every, <laughs> yes. <laughs> every time we look outside the window, Seriously, wash though. your hands, go outside, anything. Um, but but actually, my stepson has been really good about it. Um, he's still. Uh, hopefully he doesn't, he won't go back and listen to this episode because you know what though, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass him. I think, but... <laughs> I think there's this well, other piece to this too, yeah. that like, it's almost like there's this peer pressure. Like, so we live in a neighborhood and we still have people who their kids are playing together and my kids can't. And so this actually just reminded me that like, right. honestly, like my kids look out the window and they're like, why can't we play? And I'm like, and that's so not <laughs> at the fair, same time. Like, right? I'm like, you know what? Like at, to each their own. And so that being said, like, and I understand how in a, a step family, that's going to be really hard for you to say, you know what? Like, I don't agree with that, but we're going to, you know, like I, I, you almost have to just kind of say, let's agree to disagree right. on this. Um, but at the same time, that's, a lot easier said than done, I think. So, <laughs> right, exactly. I will say though, I'm one of the people who, if if you're playing with your kids in the in the neighborhood, I'm probably gonna say, <laughs> "Go home." What are I you know. doing? Are you crazy? Because I don't yeah. want this to be. I know going on for any longer. But I will say though that everyone is. A, it, I think that there's kind yeah. of a wave going. True. Um, and depending sure on where you are, yeah. News, but it's affecting. Right. So New York City has been the complete mecca. Right. So, you know, recently, more recently of all this going on. So 
it's kind of like New York City's doing it, and then a week okay. later, we're yeah. doing it. So New York City did the shelter in place. We okay. did the shelter in place. Um, they limited how many people you're supposed to have uh, socializing right. with and being in the house with, and we then did that up here. Um, everything has kind of been following it and then it's going to other States. And so I'm talking to family members in yeah. Florida and Pennsylvania and Texas, and everyone is kind of hitting at a different right. time. So now they're talking up here about suggesting everybody wear masks yeah. when they go out okay. like, to go anywhere. And so I ended up ordering, I ordered not medical because I, I'm a hundred percent on board. We shouldn't be ordering right. supp- medical supplies when yep. the medical community needs it. It's so important for people who are in the hospitals yes. Um, but with that said, there are some online you can order that are specifically not for medical personnel. It's for ever, yeah. like average people. So I actually ordered three on Etsy for us just in case, <laughs> yeah. because right. if it gets to that point, like I want to keep us all safe and, and it's crazy. If you guys ask oh my me gosh. Ago, if I would, I would say, who would have thought that literally, no. You would never I have, have to bring thought, this up right? because but like, you know, is, I think it was yeah. a month ago and I did this on my Instagram stories where I was at Costco and I was there to get like this fiddle leaf fig tree. And I was like, why is the parking lot so full? Like what's going on? It literally is a madhouse. I had to wait for a parking space and I'm like, they're all here to get the fiddle leaf fig tree. And I was so stressed out about it. And I got into, I walked into Costco (laughs) and there were all these fig trees left. And I was like, what are these people doing? Like, why? I'm so confused. And it was, it was really before everything even happened, but I went to the lady that was like handing out samples. And I was like, why is it so busy today? And she was like, um, the coronavirus. And I was like, what is that? Like, why do I need to worry? I was so clueless, but I did. I picked up my thing of toilet paper. I got some Lysol wipes and I was like, okay, I'm good. And really... Who would have thought? Like, I literally looked back at that and I was like, I never would have guessed that this is what would have happened. Like, our grocery store shelves are empty. People are, like, fighting over, you know, like, shopping cart space. Like, it's crazy. It's insane. I know. It's funny because the same – so the same thing happened to me. I remember a month ago, I – two things happened that I remember that I can't believe were a month ago. Oh, right. feel like they were a year ago. One – one, my friend Tiffany was planning this trip to New York City with her friends. And at the time, maybe it was a little over a month ago, but at the time there was, they had just, they had just determined that there was one wow. case in New York, one. And she was like, oh, someone in the group's talking about canceling the trip. And I was like, <laughs> you guys are crazy. You're going to yes! cancel the trip over one case. Yeah. Blue like yeah. thing going on. Like, I was like, that's insane. Your friend is just trying to make an excuse. You guys need to oh, go yeah. have fun. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> well, a month later, it's, yeah. I mean, a mo- like, a, like about a month, funny? a month and a half later. I know. This is where we are. You'd never imagine it. Then the other was I was at, you know, the drugstore and the same thing happened to me right. like it did to you, Ashley. I was going <laughs> to like get normal Sandy wipes yeah. and there were none. And I What's was like, going why on? are there no Sandy wipes? And, every- <laughs> and somebody said, oh, because of coronavirus. And at that point, there was one case in Boston. We now have 7,000 cases. So it's so so the point to all of this is that these are unprecedented times. These are very it's this is not the usual that we've ever experienced before. So I'm saying, do you and what works to protect you and your family? That is the most important thing than anything else. 
but we will get through this. It's we're going to be okay. And we're all going to come out stronger in the end for it. And, and I think, I don't think any of us should be losing hope. I think we should keep praying um, or meditating and whatever works for you to, to, to continue to stay, to remain positive and strong. I love that. And share that with your kids. And just remember that we're all going to remember this and look back on this time and you can control the narrative of what you remember and how you feel. And do you want to look back? And, you know, I just feel like we have to make decisions based on faith and not fear. So you guys, if this is something that you're struggling with in your step family, I actually have a free download and it's going to help you create a plan, make a decision in your step family and really focus on the positive things and make your decisions based on what's best for your child. So if you are interested in having that download, it's totally free. Just go to ashleymichelle.com forward slash coronavirus and you can go through and work through that together and it's something that you can even share with your uh, co-parent and so yeah thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of comma moms and we will talk to you again soon thank you for tuning in we will be releasing a new episode of season one every week you can subscribe on itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcasts If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Instagram at Our Splendid Life and at Millennial Stepmom.